Thank you very much. It is awesome to be able to be here this morning, be able to share with all of you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this divine appointment that we have with you today. Lord, I pray right now that our, all of our hearts be soft, the hearts that are here, the hearts that are watching online, Lord, that our hearts be soft to receive the word, your living word, your word that transforms, your word that builds, Father. I thank you for we are fertile ground. And Lord, I pray that you would just have your way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, good morning to all of you. And for those of you that like taking notes and like having a title, the title to this morning's preaching is called Good Morning Miami. So good morning, Miami. Why, thank you very much. Uh, and today God has sent me here with a special message about an, uh, we're sounding an alarm. How many of you use your phone as an alarm? Anybody? I think I do. How many of you use like Alexa or the computer as an alarm? Anybody? How many of you have like the traditional like clock next to your bed and you set it as an alarm? All right. How many of you have a rooster in your backyard that that's your alarm? No? Okay, we had some people in first service with that. So I just wanted to check when it came to that. So it is a good morning. It is a morning of the alarm that is sounding and what's going to sound the alarm this morning in our life is the word of God and we will not be the same when we leave today. Question that I want you to think about before we get started is what are some things that you want? What do you desire? If you can have anything of your, your serious heart's desire, what do you want? Is it purpose? It is a change in your family, a change in your workplace, and change in those around you. It is a promise from God that you are waiting on and standing on. It is, is it seeing the supernatural hands of God moving in your life or in the city or in different places? What is it that you truly desire and you truly want? And as we ponder that question this morning, I want to talk about Peter. Anybody know about Peter? He's one of those, that special disciple. Whenever in doubt... Who said it? Go to Peter. It might have been Peter, right? Peter might have said this. So there's this moment that Jesus was about to be arrested, and Jesus is with all his disciples, and he tells them, look, uh, the time is coming, and all of you here are pretty much going to abandon me and leave me. And then guess what? Peter says, never, not me. I will be with you to the death. I will never abandon you, Jesus. And all the other disciples just joined in on that anthem or that chant. But guess what happened? P Peter did end up denying. And there's something interesting. In the book of Mark, it says, all of you will be made to stumble. So that's what Jesus is telling, the warning. You're all going to be made to stumble. And in Luke, when it recounts this moment in Luke 22, it says, Satan has asked for you. What does that mean? Well, that lets me know that we have an enemy. And if the enemy, which is Satan, the devil, demons, whatever you want to call it at this present moment, if he was out to try to stop, delay, prevent Peter from fulfilling his mission, he is definitely out for us. And the Bible says that his job description is what? To kill to steal, to destroy, to make us lose our focus, anything and everything to stop. And he has his job description on point. And he does not deviate from that. 
But the word of God says that greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. So it's nothing to fear. It's just to know and to be able to identify, yes, there is something, there is someone out there does not want me to advance. But with God, I can do this, right? So Peter goes on and he denies Jesus one time. But by the way, he didn't totally abandon he, he went to see what was happening with Jesus, but he was far away. He was not close. He was far away in the middle of the crowd when this was taking place. He denied once. He didn't realize what he was doing. A second time. No, nope, didn't hit a bell. A third time. At that third time when the rooster crows, right, that wake up, Jesus locks eyes with him. Luke says that Jesus looked at him, and at that moment, he realized and he remembered what Jesus had said. So Peter lost his focus. He lost his focus on Jesus, and it may be that his focus right then and there was, I need to survive this. I don't want to be arrested as well. How do I not end up in that same place? Because I love, but, but I'm not sure. His focus had shifted. But this morning, it is a good morning. It is a morning that we are hearing the alarm of that we will keep our eyes on Jesus. But then on the other side, there's a story of this lady in the Bible that she came to where Jesus was and all the disciples were there. And she had this jar, this alabaster jar, this very expensive fragrant oil that she decided to break and to pour on the head of Jesus and to anoint Jesus. You know what everybody around started doing? Criticizing her, judging her. Why are you doing that? They were judging her heart. They were judging her motives. Do you not know that you could have sold that? You know how many people you could have fed Lisette with that? And you decide to pour that? It's because you want to be the star right now. Like, what are you doing? Has anybody ever found themselves in that situation? that you are doing exactly and precisely what God has calling you to do. You are giving it all. And instead of having a uh, bunch of cheerleaders there just like, yeah, go, you're getting the opposite. And it is criticizing your actions, criticizing uh, your motives. But Jesus saw her. And Jesus said, no, no, no. She's doing exactly what she needs to do. She is giving it all. Forever people are going to know what this person did for me. Or maybe some of us in here wish that we could be that person. But it's very scary to step away from the crowd and to go against what everybody expects us to do. And we may recognize that God has done a change in our life, but then to act on that, we don't know how to take that step. Because what are they going to say? They know me as this and that. What are they going to bring up? Well, they might bring up the past, but it's okay. They might bring up who they think that you were, and that's okay. Because what you care is to please what God wants, right? Our focus on him. And that's going to take us to our main passage today. So if all of you can open your Bibles, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 23, please. Exodus chapter 23, verse 22. Exodus 23, verse 22. 
But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversary. Let me take a pause and give you a context of what's taking place right here. This is being told to the children of Israel, the people of God, the ones that had just experienced supernatural after supernatural after supernatural things taking place that caused them to be able to be set free, no longer be slaves. These are the people that saw the Red Sea open up and they crossed on dry land. These are the people that had a cloud protecting them in the daytime so they would not get burned, that had pillars of fire at night so they would not freeze to death the people that had provision from heaven of their food God was providing for them a hundred percent these are the people they were in that travel through the wilderness they had not gone through a battle yet but God says obey listen your enemies are going to come up anybody ever had enemies well God fights your battle he says, obey, listen, do what I am saying to do. Because when that person, you know, it's not the person. It's what's behind the person. So it's not your boss. It's not your coworker. It's not your child. It's not your parent. It's not fill in the blank with the name. It's what is behind them. But when that comes, all you need to do is remove yourself, remove your emotions, remove what your flesh wants to do and say, no, because God's fighting for me. So they think they're coming against me. Oh, poor things. They have no idea who they're really coming against is God because he promises to defend us. He promises to go on our behalf, to go on our behalf. So this is what's taking place right now, right? So if we continue. Let's jump to verse 24. Right here in Exodus 23, verse 24. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. Today's message is good morning, Miami. Miami is a very special culture. Anybody, if you ever had friends that visit from anywhere else, they'll tell you, are we still in the United States of America? It is very different from everywhere else. There is a mixture and a bringing in of different cultures, and by default, different things to focus on, different idols, different things that's going to bring me good luck, different things that I can trust on, different things that I can go so I don't fall into this. For me to have money, I'm going to have this in my house or that. This is Miami. You go to certain parts in, in South Florida, and you walk the streets, and every other corner has a tarot reading, and every other corner has the this to know your future, know what's happening, and we're going to give you this little thing so you can have a little bit uh, more uh, peace in your life. Am I, am, am I the only one experiencing Miami? That's Miami. But God and his word is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he says, remember, read that first 22, if you obey me, I will be your defender. I will be the one that's going to stand for you, right? And here we see two verses down, the warning, hold on. But do not bow down to their gods, 
Do not serve them. What does that mean, serve them? Well, that means that, oh, I forgot my red little cord around my wrist. Let me run home because if not, I'm going to have such a bad day. That's not what the Bible says. That's serving something else. Hold on, don't touch the elephant. It has to be pointing a certain way because if not, then it's not going to bring good luck to my house. Don't touch it. Don't touch that's a false god. Oh, the ladybug landed on me. Don't move it because that's bringing me luck. Something happened. Where's the wooden chair? I need to knock on wood. That's putting other things in front of God. Again, this is Miami. There's a zillion things. Other places might have 20. We have that exponentially in this place. So it's not about a laundry list. It's about this. Is God first? When I need provision, do I go to something or do I go to God? When I need peace, do I try to find my candle that says that if you light it up, it's going to like remove everything out of the airs and I'm going to have peace in my house? You throw that candle in the garbage in the name of Jesus. Or the special oil that's going to bring me to harmony today. You throw that oil away in the name of Jesus. It is Jesus. So anything that takes that place needs to be removed, and that's the challenge here. Remember, they have not even encountered anything that's trying to come against them. And God is saying, watch out. Remember this. Remember this. If we can go to Psalms 115. Everybody, Psalms 115, verse 4. What do these gods look like? Sometimes they're a statue. Sometimes they're that treasured possession that great-grandma had, and la abuelita passed it to me, and then my mom said, you better take care of that because that's been good to our family. Today the challenge is can you truly trust God above every tradition and say, I put you first, God, you first in my life. So the word of God tells us what these idols really do. How powerful are they? Well, let's see. Their idols are silver and gold and works of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, and they do not smell. They have hands, and they, but they do not handle. Feet they have, but they do not walk. Nor do they mutter through their throats. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts them. They are describing a powerless person. And if you put your trust in these powerless things, it's saying you are going to have no power. You are tapping in. You are plugging into that outlet that has nothing to give you. Nothing to give you. But we have a God that is powerful and mighty and is speaking today and speaks to every single one of you. He speaks to me. We have a God that can move mountains and can cause things to change supernaturally. We have a God that heals today. We have a powerful God. And that's our source to tap into, our powerful God. Let's go back to Exodus. Exodus 23, verse 25. Here comes the blessings. So God says, obey me. 
I will fight for you. But don't entangle yourself with anything that's trying to take my place. Now look at what's going to happen when we do that. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. So what is part of this blessing that is promised to the children of God? Not just the not creations of God. This is for the children of God. What is promised, number one, to serve God. It is a blessing to be able to serve God. And if you have not been able to start serving God and something always keeps on getting in the way, I challenge you to take inventory today. Are there things that are taking that place? Are there altars in your life that need to come down today in the name of Jesus? Altars and things that entangle you to the past? It may be people that every time you talk to them, they take you back to who you were and not who you are right now. CDs that you have still in a drawer somewhere in your house that whenever you're feeling sad, oh, I'm going to put that on. And you know what happens? You end up in such a depression that I don't even know how you're still here. But we still have it there just in case because it brings me comfort. Just in case. You know, we'll go everywhere. I have that tub of haagen chocolate ice cream in the fridge just in case I'm having a bad day because that makes me feel oh so good. It could for that moment, but what happens the next morning? Oh, I feel so bad. Why did I do it? Why, 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 why? Don't even have it. Get rid of it. It has no place. We need to kick it out in the name of Jesus. So if, so if you're not serving, take inventory. Why am I not, not able to serve God? Because it is such a blessing to be able to serve God and go out there and tell people that, oh, you look so good. Well, because I have such a good God. Because I can tell you everything that's wrong right now. But you see, I can be in peace because of God. Because I know he's going to turn it around. Because I know that. He will bless your bread and your water. What does that mean? Your pan cubano and like your Sefer Hills water? No, it does not mean that. It means every provision for your physical body, all your needs, he will provide. God promises to be your provider. And if you will find yourself in a chronic state of poverty, that you one step forward, three steps back, one step forward, three steps back, that is a chronic state of poverty. Are there things in your life that you're holding on to as relics, as traditions, but in essence, it is other gods that you are having there in the back burner because you don't want to offend anybody, and that's causing for the blessing of God not to flow in your life, not to flow in your life. So the blessing to serve God, the blessing for your provision at all times, the blessing for sickness to be removed, every sickness it didn't say some. It didn't say the easy ones. It didn't say the ones that bother you a lot. All sickness. All sickness taken away from the midst of you. So in the name of Jesus, spirit of infirmity is to leave. And we walk in divine health because that's the God that we serve. But we need to put him first. I'm also talking about not putting people of God before God. My prayer is that today... You would not remember who delivered this message. You would remember what God did in your life. Because if you find yourself that you're always like, oh my gosh, Alexa, you're so awesome. You don't know all the beautiful things you have done. That that you said the other day, that totally changed me. I'm putting Alexa as God. 
Thank you for being obedient, Alexa. That's all I have to tell her because who did it for me is God. And not even. It's giving God the glory. So if somebody comes to put you on a pedestal, please stop them. If they get offended, cast out the spirit of offense. But you tell them, no, I'm sorry. I think you're talking to the wrong person. I think you're talking about what God did. I did nothing, absolutely nothing, except not get in the way of God doing something. So you stop them because God is the one that deserves that spot in our lives. Him and only him. Verse 26. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in the lands. I will fulfill the number of your days. It is a promise. It is a blessing to be fruitful and multiply. It is a blessing to be able to fulfill all your days that God has ordained for you upon this land. He is the one that has the date. And nobody or nothing will be able to come against that or take your life beforehand. It is a promise, a promise to the children of God. Let's jump down to verse 32 because I love it that the Bible and God understands that sometimes we're a little like what? Hard-headed. So just in case we didn't get it and we didn't understand what was taking place, God breaks it down for us one more time here. So that same passage, Exodus, now we are in verse 32. You shall make no covenant, a covenant, an agreement, an alliance, a partnership. You shall make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. Verse 33. They shall not dwell in your land. What does this mean? We know what's your land, your property, your house, your car. That's your land. This is not talking about knocking at the neighbor's door. Hey, I just received this word today. Let's open up your, your house. Let me see what you have in there. I need to, that's not what this is talking about. This is me, the land, my land. Lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare to you. In the Spanish uh, translation, it says un tropiezo, a stumbling block. It'll make you trip. So that thing that you may have, no, I know I don't need that, so I just put it away. I put it in storage. I have it like in that luggage that I have like all like mementos, you know? Just, just what? Just in case. Just in case one day. Just in case it doesn't work out. I have a plan B. Well, that's still having those altars and those idols there in your life that need to come down. Again, why come down? Because we want the full blessing of God. The full blessing that we just read in this passage. The blessing of being able to serve God. The blessing of provision. The blessing of health. The blessing of being able to live all our days. The blessing of being able to be fruitful. These are blessings. These are promises that are tied to just, just obey and get out of the way. Is it hard to get rid of stuff that you're used to? Yes. For crying out loud. And I'm a girl, so I'm going to use a girl example. A purse gets messed up, and I have the conversation in my head. Oh, but it's so cute. But no, I'm not going to wear it because it's messed up. But do I really want to give it away? Do I just put it in a corner? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But we, we cling on to stuff, and, and we don't want to let go, knowing that God says, let go. Because what I have for you is so much better. Let go. With my children, I train them up in this. 
People give us like cute little outfits and, you know, their little outfit has the four-leaf clover of like, you're lucky. We say, no, that's, our, we don't have luck. We have blessings from God. I, I think we should throw it away. You're right, mommy, we should throw it away. And that God then gives them on the backside so much more that we can't even count. But it is difficult. But that is the challenge. I'm extreme. I'm super extreme. I don't, I don't buy creams that say this is for energy. Energy of what? Like, what are you talking about? You know, this is for this. No, I don't need that. I don't want to contaminate myself. The line is here. How far away from that can I get? Because I don't want to stumble. I don't want to fall. I don't want to be in a place that I am not allowing the blessing of God to flow through me. So I need to knock it down and get rid of it. And it doesn't matter with how good intentions somebody may come. No, it's okay to say, no, thank you. Oh, but did you open up your email? Look at what came in. You clicked that little button. It says seven ways to be lucky. Like it was a great email. No, I'm not even going to open. I'm not even going to be tempted. I'm going to delete. Which one was it? What time did you send it? Okay, thank you. Delete. I'm not because I want to hear from God and hear clearly. And I don't want extra noise, background noise to get in the way. To make no agreement or commitment with these things. Because we need to recognize God. His purpose in our life is to go. To go out there and talk to people. We're not made to live in isolation. That's what is the warning. You're going to go to people that they are going to put so many other things before God. Our job is to go and to give them the best thing that is Jesus. What we have, what we have is priceless. We, they need what we are offering. But we need to be able to say, no. We can even look at them and say, so how has that been working out for you? No, so why would I want to do that if it hasn't been working out for you? Jesus it was going to cause that change, cause that transformation. But this morning is the morning to break down any altars that we have left in our lives. Things that may have come before we knew the Lord. Things that came down out of our mom's good heart, our dad's good heart, out of a good place of our grandparents. Those things that do not please God. Those things that are there to hold us down there to question if the blessing came from God or something else. There should never be anything in our life to put us in a spot that we need to think about it so was it God or was it that I prayed to San Lazaro which one was it where did it come from you should never be in a place like that because the only one that you are praying to the only one that you are going to is God so when the blessing comes it is clear who the blessing came from and who gets the glory for that in the name of Jesus I'm gonna ask the worship team to come up but all of this today it's for children of God. It starts with that. God created everything that we see. And man, there's so many beautiful things out there. I love going to the beach and seeing everything in nature, experiencing the actual like wilderness from afar, but it's pretty to see. But I love it. It's beautiful. God made us so different, so beautiful. He's such a creative God. But to become a child of God, it's different. My children are not children of God until they make the decision of saying, I'm a sinner. I'm really good at doing the wrong thing. I need a Savior. And that's called Jesus. 
The Bible says if you recognize that Jesus is your Savior, that Jesus went to the cross for you, and you confess it. What do you mean? You open your mouth and say, Jesus, I need you. You enter into now not being a creation, but being a child of God. And then the next step after that is being baptized in water like Jesus was baptized. Jesus was totally submerged in water and totally came back up. And it is an amazing component of being saved. And that is that next step. I'm going to ask all of you to stand up right now. I do not want to close service without giving the opportunity. If anybody here has not told Jesus, I need you. I no longer just want to know about you, but I want to be able to be called a child of God. People in this room, people online. If your heart is beating a little faster, that's called the Holy Spirit. Because nobody here is running a marathon right now. Nobody here is doing jumping jacks. There's no reason your heart should be, except the Holy Spirit saying, that's him knocking at your door. So we're going to pray right now. And I know some of you are going to be doing this for the first time, and you want to do it. And that's why we are all going to come together, because it is amazing amazing to change from just being a creation to being a child of God and today is that day so please everybody repeat after me so we can help those that are doing this for the first time Jesus I come before you I am a sinner I am broken I need you I recognize you Jesus are the son of God you are the way and right now I ask you Jesus to come and live in my heart make me your child today I am a new creation in the name of Jesus amen with that simple declaration I need you, Jesus. If you did that for the first time today, from your heart, you are now a child of God. A child of God. But this morning, I want to go further. And, and today, we talked about breaking down and, and getting rid of these altars. Breaking down all these relationships that we have done with things that it's not called God. Things that we have gone to for provision, for peace, for long life. Things that we have gone to so things would go well in our business, so things would go well with our children. Today we're going to break that in the name of Jesus. I'm going to ask Alexa to please join me up here. So we're going to pray. And I want you to pray. And worship team, whatever the Lord puts in your heart. Lord, right now, I come before you again. Lord, I thank you for your word is living and your word is alive. And Lord, I pray right now for you to forgive us. We pray for forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, for putting other things, other people, other objects, traditions, things before you, Lord. Forgive us right now. Lord, you are our God. You are the source of every good thing that happens to us. And Father, I pray for that forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus.
Lord, I pray that you would bring us to memory anything that we have stashed in drawers, things we have put in our hearts, things that we have put in different places in our house, Lord, that are there that do not honor you. I pray you bring that to our memory, and I pray you fill us right now with your boldness, with your courage to go and to break that down, to get rid of that out of our life, to say, I no longer need objects. I no longer need different traditions. I need God and only God in my life and my fountain and my source of everything. We declare your freedom right now in the name of Jesus.